0: I had a sixth grade teacher who used to read us Stephen King books in class, like during downtime, like snack time or whatever. I don't even know if we had snack time, but whatever what? downtime we had. And he would censor it for us where he wouldn't say oh, the okay. curse words or any anything sexual, obviously. Right. And that's how I got into it. And
1: you're allowed to do that? That's kind of wild because some of those books, I'm not going to lie, how do you dance around some of that subject matter?
0: Yeah, that's how I was introduced to it. My teacher read it to us in class. He read some chapters.
1: No one could see this, but my head is tilted like almost at a 90-degree angle (laughs) because I could never think of a teacher who's like, how about we all just sit around in a circle and read it?
0: Yeah, it was crazy. We didn't read it. He read it to us because he had to censor it. you know. And I remember I I was begging my mom, like, please let me get this book. He started reading it to us in class. I need to know what happens. And my mom, to her credit, bought it for me. And she was like, yeah, all right, read it. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like okay, I was 12. Okay, now. <laughs> and I read it. 12
1: isn't <laughs> Now 12 isn't like the worst age. Like I'd say if you were like 5 or 6, maybe, but I think by like, 12 years old, you kind of at least have some level of maturity some understanding like I'm sure you could probably get the story without it being I mean it's still probably scary as heck if you're, you know, yeah. afraid of clowns,
0: but not even the not even story-wise. I mean, there's some like graphic sexual stuff in there too for yeah a, a 12 year old you know like my daughter is turning 13 tomorrow oh and i can't imagine her reading it i mean i'm sure she wants to she's, right. a, she's a reader i saw her looking through my stephen king books at my bookshelves so now, so now you gotta
1: so find like an entry level stephen <laughs> king book i'm like hmm what's gonna be your first one
0: i saw her peeking through the girl who loved tom gordon
1: that one i've actually never read
0: i started to and Just put it down. I don't know if I got bored or if I just got busy, which is typical for me. I own so many books that I know what the first chapter is like and don't know anything else about it (laughs) because I always have something else that comes up. Especially now, lately, within the past few years, like working on Disney stuff. Right. There's always stuff I have to watch, I have to read. So, there's no time to do it for fun because my leisurely reading time was spent reading stuff that I had to read.
1: Now, at that point, does that ever get, like, frustrating to just be like, oh, like, I wish I could just do this thing, but I have work to do?
0: I guess, but then I always come back to there's worse things to do. For work. <laughs>
1: you know, There's like, a lot of worse <laughs> things to do for work.
0: Am I really going to complain that I have to watch season two of DuckTales? You know, <laughs> like, am, is that something I'm really going to complain about? No, <laughs> I can't. Like, obviously, there's other other things I would also like to watch. Right. And not just DuckTales, but, you know, for research purposes, I had to watch the entire second season of DuckTales. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Just ima- I'm sorry. I'm just imagining you watching DuckTales one day, <laughs> just really just frustrated because it's like, I just yeah. want to do this for, like, for leisure. But this is actually research. And at some yeah. point, it's like, you know what? I, screw it. I will rewrite history <laughs> and just, like, throw, like, your like, Donald Duck mug at the TV.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. It's also especially interesting because – when I was watching the season two episodes, they weren't fully finished yet. Right. They had all the voices, and I was watching the animatics, which were just the animated storyboards. Huh. Which made it super cool. Right. But then, when season two started airing, and I'm watching the episodes on Disney, and I remember <laughs> nothing about it because it looked completely different when I watched it. Oh, I'm like, well, that's oh, right. Oh, well, wow. So that's how they did that. Okay. Like the way I saw it looked completely different. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, that's much better the way they did it there on the the final cut.
1: I have to do a proper introduction now.
0: Because now we're getting into work-related stuff. Now we're getting work-related
1: stuff. (laughs) Because what's going to happen is we're going to come back and be like, oh, wait a minute, we never actually told them who this guy is. (laughs) Listening to Adrian has issues, the conversational podcast celebrating the culture of creativity. So I don't know how many of you are longtime fans of the show. God, this is what, two years ago now? Probably longer. Oh my God. If it's been it longer than be that. Longer, I think. Um, my sincerest apologies because <laughs> in this very store, episode 50, we were having a chat, and um one of the guys, I guess, works at a Java Love here in Montclair brought in a Mona, which I had never heard of, but it's like what is it, a muffin donut hybrid?
0: That's what I understand, yeah. That's how it was described to us at the time, right? Yeah. It was a muffin donut. It was
1: magical. I had not stopped thinking about it that entire day. I also probably was just <laughs> hungry, and also I'm a fat kid,
0: so... <laughs> We all are. (laughs) And I was also hungry. So it was a very welcome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Matter of fact, I might have actually tried to edit out the noises we made after eating it because.
0: (laughs) I think I told you not to. I was like, don't edit anything out. Let's just keep rolling.
1: I think we did because we actually just ate them on air because it was just the the reactions from out of our mouths. Some of it might have been hunger, but it was just really good.
0: It was delicious.
1: Yeah. Because I'm like, when will I ever get to talk to a comic creator in a comic book store? And eat pastries. I mean, this is talking about like doing things work related that are like drudgery that are not. I think that's one of them. Like, hey, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was fun, and we just left everything. You're right? Exactly, people were coming up to the table, talking to me, and getting stuff signed. Oh, and and that's We just right. kept going. And uh, Stephen
1: Coughlin was there. Which um, yes. shout out to Stephen Coughlin, great cartoonist. He was also there, um, yep. and we were talking about like superheroes running for president. We got supervillains instead, but I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> And so, actually, I think this is really cool because today is local comic shop day. Um, I'm back in Eastside Mags. Um, I was actually here, what, two episodes ago talking to Frank Gold and Chris Mad. And, well, we had had, and, of course, we've been talking to each other this entire time, like, through social media, being like, oh, we should do it again. We should do it again. Now I'm realizing it's been almost three years, and that sounds That's so terrible. Crazy.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, but you just moved close, like, recently. So yeah. You were far away. But I am going
1: to run down the list of stuff you've worked on because Uh-oh. it is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to write How on long everything. Is this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of keep worked on a lot of things. <laughs> you worked on a lot of things: writer, letterer, colorist, anchor. Like you pretty much not been...
0: colorist. Oh, you're not but colorist for some reason. Yeah, somebody put that on my comic book database page for some reason. I must have been erroneously credited somewhere on one project because it always comes up, but I never colored anything. I'm so bad with colored.
1: Are you sure? I'm terrible with color. <laughs> Somewhere there's a Absolutely. secret Joe Caramagna comic that is colored that is probably worth a lot right now. because Unless it's, the only it's one a existing. coloring book,
0: I've never colored it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been paid to color anything. I'm so bad with color. So whenever people say that, I'm like, I have to correct them because I'm so bad with color that people are going to expect me to color something nicely and it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And some of your credits include Spider-Man, um, Star Wars. Yep. Talking about episode 50, we were talking at the time about you know you being a letterer and really bolstering like, your writing career. But since then, you've done some really cool stuff. As of this recording, last week, uh, Big Hero 6, the series, came out, and you had a backup story in that. And well, we're here specifically to promote Frozen, True Treasures from Dark Horse, That's right. uh, which is the lead-in story for Frozen 2, currently in theaters. Yes, which is the I'm sure I'm going to get that call of when are we going to go see it? Because not going to lie to you when the first Frozen came out, I'm like, people love this movie. Not totally my thing until I actually sat and watched it and then saw the teaser trailer for Frozen 2. Right. I'm like, I need to see this. It was so well done, and I'm hearing so many great things about it, but you yep. wrote the lead-in story for that.
0: I did. It's my fourth Frozen miniseries leading up oh, to it. Oh, that's right. This is the one that actually leads up to it because it's the fourth and last in the series of of Frozen miniseries.
1: Now, all those are like canonical, right? Yeah. And actually there was one more here that I had listed. DuckTales? It was DuckTales. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, we were just talking DuckTales. (laughs) (laughs) You swear I was prepared for this. (laughs) But you have been prolific in all of your compa creating, hockey, donuts. What I appreciate about you most is your branding is pretty on point. (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm committed to the bit.
1: <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, I don't think it's a bit, though. Like, a friend of mine, Sebastian Bonet and I, we have this thing. We're always basically just saying beer and wings, okay. which is something that we both love. But it almost became like a mantra, like almost like a way of life. And I feel like that's you and donuts. Like, it's sure. less of a just thing you enjoy eating, but it's almost like synonymous with Joe.
0: They're comforting. Right? Yeah, they make they make people happy. They're comforting that's all it is <laughs>
1: and that's kind of your thing and this is why i was like talking to you because especially with your work and especially even your charity work like let's say Ronald mcdonald house you mm-hmm. always work to try to make people happy and have people be in an environment where they're enjoying themselves and that's commendable
0: well um i don't know i don't know what to say about that thank you very much no problem um, i really enjoy life like i don't know for some reason i've always realized early on that You only get, like, one kick at the can here. Right. um, It's a a tragedy for people just not to enjoy it, you know? Like, even now in these dark political times where people are always fighting with each other, people are always asking me, like, well, you're very politically engaged. Why aren't you angry? And I'm like, well, I mean... This is my one life. Like, I can't, I don't want to spend it being angry. You know? I mean, you're like, concerned. I want to enjoy it. I want to do so many things in life and just enjoy myself and have right. fun because uh, once we're gone, this thing's going to keep turning. And I was just listening to something on the radio the other day, and someone um, I know who just lost her father, and she was like, You realize that, like, things just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they don't stop because, you know, and she's like, You feel guilty. Doing normal things after that because you're like, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, getting my nails done or getting my hair done like my dad died. But it's like no one else stops. Like everything keeps going. So just enjoy the time you got here. That's it. And
1: it takes a lot. And I'm not going to lie. Even before all this started happening. You know, just realizing just the world is a tough place, and I'm sure none of you need me to tell you that, but, you know, life's hard.
0: It's social media. I blame social media. Oh, that's right. The it's difficulties always- have always been there, but you're just reminded of them constantly yeah. now. There's no escaping. I'm envious of the people who say, like, well, oh, I don't have a Facebook. It's say, like, what? <laughs> how could you not? Like, how do you keep in touch with people? Like, I would rather like something on Facebook of someone than, like and this is horrible to say, but meet up for lunch. It's like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't have a lot of time, you know? I right. just want to sit on the, the very little free time I get. Like I want to sit on the couch with my kids and hang out, you know, <laughs> like, right. play video games with my son.
1: But it's, I guess with a lot of the social media, and this is tough because on one end, and I always have this dialogue within myself. I want to be involved. I want to know what's going on because I didn't want to be one of those people who just has blinders on and think the world yeah. is great and completely ignore everything. But by the same token, Even though I'm sure most of this stuff is going, I don't know who has all my information on social media, but I figured this is kind of like my, I was going to say my space, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 15 years ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Bad choice of words, but this is is my area where I get to kind of. For all to the purposes, be me like there's my personal professional stuff and sometimes they intersect. But this is where I get to sort of just be me as best I can be. Yeah. And much like anything else, there's a little bit of work that's involved because I don't want to lean too much on necessarily quote unquote, the negative stuff, yeah. but I also don't want to be super positive. But, you know, a lot of the people that I interact with are, for instance, the purpose of purposes, friends of mine. But it's not like when I was kids or even, let's say, 10 years ago where I could just up and go see them because they were close. A lot of right. friends and family, they live in other states, other cities. Right. And some of my friends I've never actually physically met in person. Right. Same. So where else am I going to interact with them? Because as much as everybody's all like, oh, social media and people should talk to each other. How am I going to do that? <laughs> How am I going to get that if one of my friends is on the other end of the country, much less the world?
0: Right? On a daily basis,
1: On a daily basis,
0: yeah. Otherwise, you have a friend who lives out, you know, many states away. You go months without speaking, right. The longer you go without seeing someone, the more awkward maybe it'll get if you don't, you know, touch base every once in a while. Like, I walked in. I feel totally comfortable with you because we, Talk to each other on social media. Right. Even though it's been, like you said, almost three years.
1: Right. Well, it's been three months since we've been in person, but we've been interacting since then. Right. But think about how weird it would be like, okay, I send you a tweet, right? I don't know necessarily when you're going to be on. So unless it's something that's immediate, I'm sure you'll probably scroll through. Oh, I got to mention It's from Adrian has issues. And cool. I'll interact. We'll go, you know, standard operating procedure. Right. What if I were to call you at three in a ward and be like, oh, hey, what'd you think of DuckTales? (laughs) completely different conversation
0: <laughs> totally and you know what that's why i hate facebook messenger because i have my notifications turned on because a lot of people just if they're they happen to be on facebook and they want to just be able to tell me something quickly and they don't right. have my my phone number like they can do that right but then like you forget like you said like i forget that there's people that live all over the world that are just able to just send me a message through facebook messenger and my phone's going to go off and it's like in the morning and then i look at my phone i wake up and look at my phone like what
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wish you could see his face it was half shock and just this minor bit of annoyance it was like that perfect new jersey like are you kidding me right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that was totally the face i made same thing with um twitter dms like my dms are open to anybody like i want anybody to be able to say something to me privately you know without everyone the whole world being privy to it No matter who they are, you know, like somebody might want to just tell me, hey, I really like that DuckTales story, but maybe they don't want everyone knowing that they're on Twitter or something, (laughs) you know? So I leave my DMs open all the time and then I get messages like odd hours.
1: Yeah. And some of that I would like to attribute to time zones, but I I get bad at it, too, because sometimes yeah. when a thought pops in my head, I'm immediately just like, oh, hey, I got to send this and the show them. And I figured yeah. don't get it when I wake up.
0: Yeah. That's what you figure, because I figure the same thing. Right. I'm guilty of the thing that I'm complaining about right now. <laughs> we just, all are. Yeah. Because you forget, you figure like you do, that they'll just look at it whenever they get a chance and they'll be like, oh, OK, I must have got a message overnight. And I don't realize that people are like me, and they have notifications on so they don't miss something if someone tries to reach out. And then, like, four in the morning, you, your phone buzzes. And,
1: and, and it's I'm a very worse.
0: light sleeper. So. Oh, so, yeah. You and, and now I would, everyone's going to start DMing me because I said this. The- oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do
1: not DM Joe and or troll him.
0: I'll just close my DMs, and then everybody loses. <laughs> <laughs> then you can have no private conversations with me. <laughs>
1: So now with the comics, we were just talking about Big Hero Six on within like what issues number two and three. You did a backup story in issue number one. Yes. But you're actually going to be taking over like full time.
0: Yes. For issues two and three. It's a three three. issue uh, thing.
1: Coming back to what we're talking about before, being more of a writer, like how has that just sort of been, like as far as just kind of stretching out that skill set? Like, because I know at the time it seemed like, you know, it was almost like a new frontier, so to speak.
0: I a suppose bit. so. Yeah, um, but I've always been doing it, right? Um, whether or not I was getting paid for it was a different story. You know, whether the book was actually getting printed or not is a different story. And now they're actually getting printed, and I'm getting paid. So nice. I, that's really the only difference.
1: Um, well, I feel like that's. I mean, I, it's hard to phrase it that way because that always sounds a little bit like, "Hey, I'm actually getting paid to do this," and you know, it's circulating, it's out in the world. Like, you can read yeah. a comment it's like, hey, it's my name's like right front and center. I think that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's still fun to see when you see a Disney book and my name is there on the cover. Like, that's really cool. Like, you see a Frozen or DuckTales or something and my name's on there. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's kind of cool. Especially with Frozen. Like, that's a billion dollar movie yeah like <laughs> that's, that's not, not a even small a small thing that's not
1: even a movie in, anymore it's an institution
0: yeah and in <laughs> many ways like it should be more intimidating to work on than i don't want to disparage oh, any book right i'm just like picking something off the top of my head but like let's say like a, a not amazing spider-man but let's say like a spider-man <laughs> miniseries right offshoot or something like that like a just a four issue thing as a comics fan you know, especially someone like me growing up reading Spider-Man. You're like, whoa, that's that's huge. I got that's to write a massive. Spider-Man. Yeah, I had a story in Amazing Spider-Man number one a few years ago. That's cool. It, and that's really cool, but... It's still like a fraction of the Frozen audience <laughs> and, the, and the Disney audience. Wait,
1: wait, are you are we actually now setting this up? Or is there <laughs> are now are you going on record <laughs> to saying that the Frozen it's huge market worldwide. actually surpasses Spider Man? Because I know Spider Man's massive.
0: No, I'm talking amazing Spider. Oh, amazing Spider Man. The comic book.
1: Okay, I thought you were talking about Spider Man. Yeah, no, as a no, no. Because I'm like, that's actually a really hot take.
0: No, 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 because the the frozen stories that I write are printed in multiple languages. They're printed in Disney magazines. Like they're everywhere worldwide. that's actually a very good point. You're not going to a comic shop to get them. Like when you go overseas, people love Disney. They love Frozen. Mm-hmm. They're buying the comics without knowing in many instances where the local comic shop is.
1: And that's it's something that's really sad cuz funny that it's you know local you comic sir? shop day. <laughs> it's local comic shop day. Yes. But I'm fortunate that in both Jersey and also in Long Island, I'm within 10-15 minutes of a shop. Yes. There's people who don't maybe have that easy access to comic book stores much less even know that it exists. So I guess that makes, you know, what you said even that much more profound is that you can get those frozen comics pretty much anywhere.
0: Yeah, they're they're printed everywhere. So once Disney has them, they use them. <laughs> Why well, <I> was <laughs> They use them. They put them wherever they can. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like that's got to be cool. Being on that phenomenon and now with Frozen Two coming out, it's sort of picked up again. And well, actually, I should say that it never really went anywhere. Frozen's always just kind of been in like the public consciousness.
0: Yeah. I mean, my Frozen miniseries from Dark Horse started coming out, I want to say, maybe a year and a half ago. Right. No, Jeff would know better than me, actually, (laughs) since he (laughs) ordered them for the store. Uh, Jeff from Eastside Mags, it is.
1: Shout out to Jeff, by the way. Shout out to Jeff.
0: He would know better than me when they come out. I don't know. Because when I, I write them so far in advance. But I've been writing Frozen for maybe four or five years.
1: Holy. Has it been four or five years since the
0: first movie came out? No. Since the first movie came out? Yeah.
1: That's right, because that was, what, 2013,
0: 14? It was about six years ago, right, I want to say?
1: Yeah, I God, again, I shouldn't have known this, but... (laughs)
0: 2013, I started writing Frozen, yeah, maybe it was early 2015. No, but I've been writing Frozen for that long, but I started out writing short Frozen stories for Disney Magazine years ago. And then I got hired to create Frozen content for other writers from other publishers to, to work on. And then uh, I was still creating Frozen content when Dark Horse got the license to print Frozen comics. And then Dark Horse just hired me to just finish them off. I wasn't just writing plots anymore. They wanted me to fully script them.
1: So you've not only just written Frozen, you've lived Frozen.
0: Yeah, yeah. My kids love to troll me by playing Let It Go. Like hey dad, your favorite song? I'm like yeah. See thanks. everybody goes that's let it go, funny.
1: but really nobody, no one has any love for you know. Do you want to build a snowman? Like that's my jam. That song's so that, good. The
0: whole soundtrack is so good. I love um love is an open door. It's the
1: best song. It's such a great soundtrack. I mean I know <laughs> let it go was the one that like blew up and everybody heard, yeah. it, and of course it turned around where it's like that song that everybody like loves to hate, but I really feel like it's quite the opposite. A lot of us I think in our own spare time get like hyper emotional, but you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> listen, well, I, I,
0: I honest to God, I honest to God, and I swear right now, I swear to you in front of everyone listening here, every single time I hear Let It Go, like I, I tear up a little. <laughs>
1: There's no way. And I'm going to say this as someone who maybe isn't necessarily the biggest Frozen fan. If you listen to that song. Yeah. And you don't get even at least better. I'm not talking yet you that would be like crying your eyes
0: out. Sure. You get a little choked up, a little emotional. Sure. But I've lived the character for years now. You know, like He's I've like, been in the character's head, you know, like you, you see everything from the character's point of view and you're like, oh man, like.
1: I was like, I basically like secluded myself and I've been like shooting ice all over my living room. The kids are fine with it. Blade friend, not so much.
0: Yeah, (laughs) she's like she's tired of hiding who she really is, you know, and you're like, it's it's a very powerful statement, it's a powerful moment. Absolutely.
1: And I think that's what makes Frozen so popular is that take away all the stuff that maybe people aren't necessarily into, maybe the musical aspects, right, you know, maybe the characters themselves, but that theme or the themes in the movie, are pretty
0: universal. Yeah, of course. Which is something Disney's great at, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. Oh, God, we're finishing each
1: other's sentences. We're at this point now.
0: (laughs) Which takes us back to love is an open door. We finish each other's sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Or donuts. Or donuts.
1: (laughs) And yeah, I've really come around to it. And since Frozen first came out, My girlfriend's daughter you know she's big into it and i think in a lot of ways that kind of mellowed me out because for years it's like oh, you know musicals are so goofy whatever but not realizing i grew up on a little mermaid matter of fact um i was just in this very store during cosplay karaoke like a couple of weeks ago for halloween and they were doing um gosh what was the name of the song from beauty and
0: the beast it was
1: gaston's song the one he's singing in the pub
0: okay yeah um I don't know the name of the I can't remember the name of the song right now. I I, I'm not going to sing it even though I know the lyrics, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the lyrics to that song like very well
1: because I grew up with that like my sister and I both. So it's not like somehow I had this aversion to this music. It's only because well, it's your s- sibling and you know things of course everything annoys you when you're at a certain age. Sure. But I'm like I grew up with this stuff. Like I know, lyrics are part of your world. Little Mermaid's my jam. Like sure, that's
0: you know, another one that makes me cry. By the way,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. No, but the one that actually makes me cry is poor, unfortunate souls. Really, I'm a, I'm Team Ursula all the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Ursula, like Little Mermaid is to Ursula, but like Infinity War was to Thanos. That's Ursula's storyline.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's like the difference between a a cool villain and a great villain, right? I just want to
1: point out, I got very quiet when I said that. I
0: know. (laughs) I feel like everyone's listening to us right now, but they're not. They totally don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, like the greatest villains are the ones where you can kind of see where they're coming from. You know, like, yeah, he's got a point. Thanos has a point. He's trying to save the planet by getting rid of half the people. I mean, (laughs) it's an extremist (laughs) solution. Putting it very mildly. You know what I mean? But you see his point. Like, he has good intentions. Terrible way of going about achieving his goal.
1: But I'm like, just make more resources, maybe?
0: Right? (laughs) But there's only so many resources. We only have so much land. <laughs> like,
1: from like a bit like, OK, I mean, growing up in Catholic school, you know, that was always the story they taught about, you know, when he's teaching and Jesus like, hey, look, hey, we got all these people here, not a bunch of food. So what do you do? <laughs> Let's multiply the food. And you're thinking to yourself, regardless of how you feel about, you know, religion, it kind of makes sense is, hey, if there's none of the food to go around, find a way to make more food. Thanos is sure. like, kick some of these people out. Like, what? <laughs> what? Excuse me, Mr. Thanos?
0: Yeah, like, why can't you snap your fingers and there'll just be more fish in the baskets, you know? <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> like, snap your fingers and just make more french fries, something like...
0: Yeah, the water, of, the water's wine.
1: <laughs> a, couple of, like, a couple of subs, you know? Or you could teleport teleported to Jersey... Gone to eat a quick check. Six foot, six-foot subs. <laughs> With the subway lippy wherever. Jersey might You gonna win anywhere.
0: Thanos, we're running out of resources. Well, I'll snap my fingers and there'll be a few more six-foot subs available. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Thanos is that guy, even if he did that, he would bring like coffee and donuts for everybody. But then as soon as you get it, it's like this coffee's cold. <laughs> and he's like, balance. Like, I brought you food, but it came at a price. Now I gotta drink cold coffee.
0: Hey, you know, iced coffee is a thing. Throw some ice cubes in. Now, why? Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh. It, this is the this was our problem the first time where you would say something and then I would think of something totally random.
1: No, let's just go with it. Let's just let's just go with it.
0: Now, people drink hot coffee, right? Yeah. And they have this disdain for when the coffee turns cold. mm Hmm. But then they'll order an iced coffee. What? What's the problem?
1: The difference? I don't know. And I've. I've actually thought about this because um my like girlfriend Eileen and I we had this exact same thing.
0: I'm glad you did because more people should be thinking about this. Because it's no, because I'm issue. that per-
1: I'm that person who like when I order food or coffee or something like that, at some point it's gonna get cold.
0: I nurse it. Look at this. I've had this coffee since I walked in, right? I've had it for the whole ride, yeah. Yeah. I got it before I, you know, started on my way. I didn't so buy time, it like nearby.
1: So by the time you got here, it was already cold. It's
0: already getting cold, yeah. It's just lukewarm.
1: Now I'm sure there's people in your life, much like there are mine, Olivia, I love mean, you, who was like, why don't you just heat up your coffee? That's just an extra step for me. Maybe it's for me, it's laziness.
0: <laughs> why I, I do sometimes when I'm home and it gets cold, I'll throw it in a yeah, microwave, why not?
1: I don't know, but to me, iced coffee, just it's, it's not the same. Because for me, when I want coffee, I don't care if it's 90 degrees outside. That coffee is going to at least start off warm.
0: I want hot coffee. Yeah. yeah. Even in the summer, yeah. I don't care how hot it gets. I take a hot coffee. I never order an iced coffee ever.
1: And if it's warm out, I'm not going to get cold coffee. I'll just get another cold beverage, whether it be water, or maybe yeah. a juice or hell, even a Slurpee. But I don't know. To me, I'm one of those people like, oh, God, now I'm going to like anger the iced coffee lobby because big iced coffee is going to come after me and be like, no, I'm sorry. Coffee should always just be hot or at least room, at least room temperature. And in 2020... Whoever, whoever on the Democratic ticket is going to be whoever can go on during the debate and say, if I'm elected, hot coffee will be the only standard of coffee and cold coffee is going to be banned. Oh, that's
0: divisive.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's divisive. Oh, that's tough. I can't say that for sure. That is. (laughs) Please do not take me to task on that.
0: Just bringing up the subject of hot coffee versus iced coffee is very divisive. It is. Half the audience is yelling right now. What's wrong with iced coffee? There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't see the point. Yeah, I would never order it, ever. You would never see me order that unless I was ordering for someone else. (laughs)
1: Right. Now, someone was like, hey, okay, it's a party situation. Going back to Thanos. Thanos is, I don't know, having a party for the children of Thanos. The Black Order's there. Nebula, everybody, the whole gang. Maybe some of them, like, decaf. Maybe some, like, warm coffee. Ice coffee. Okay. So, it's like, it makes sense that, you know, you would have enough for whoever's into it whatever. But if no, no, no one really know. requests it, that coffee's hot. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, of course. That's the standard, you know? Like, that's the, what do you call that? What, when something is, like, that's just the way it is. Like yeah. There's, no, there's no option.
1: Isn't iced coffee basically <laughs> not even really quite coffee? Because isn't it sort of, like, either, well, there's the cold brew stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess. Mm. Eh. I don't know.
1: God, now I, we just sound know. like cranky old dudes.
0: We are. <laughs> I don't know if you realize this.
1: We oh, are cranky
0: old dudes. Really?
1: Who goes on a podcast to complain about iced
0: coffee? We do. We do. This That's is what our- we do. This is where we air our grievances, <laughs> here and on social media. Hot coffee, hot takes.
1: <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Joe Caramagna, the most controversial comic creator, purely for a stance of coffee. Very kid friendly with his comics and you know social media presence, but this this is where it gets rough
0: is his coffee. Hey, look, whatever makes you happy is fine. But know that if you order an iced coffee, you're wrong. That's it. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> if it makes you happy, okay. No, no problem. Be happy. That's, That's right. It. Like I said earlier, you have one life. That's it. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. Pretty much,
1: but also you know, you being in Jersey, you know, yeah. we're kind of used to that as far as just being very divisive. Like, I mean, considering let's say the Quick Check versus Wawa debate, yeah, um, whether or not Gritty is a horrible abomination or like the greatest thing that ever happened. Gritty's the best. See, okay, <laughs> time out, and this is the great part. I want to point this out Gritty. because. Again, talking about that episode I did with Frank Ogle and Chris Matt, um, very briefly, because I realized who was talking hockey would have just probably not come to blows, but it would have just been like, we would have been really just taking shots. <laughs> I personally, and I'm going to say this very nicely, I'm not too fond of any Philadelphia-based team, just on sheer principle.
0: Okay. That's, the nice, that. ver- that's the nice version of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I but see no problem with that.
1: continue (laughs) i'm trying so hard to keep this pg (laughs) and also the flyers are on my hit list after that hit on jackie
0: okay i get that
1: that even though it was a clean hit it wasn't necessary
0: i'm a fan of of hitting and dirty hitting go for it i love it I mean, I hate the injuries that result from it. Don't get me wrong. You well, see
1: the just between dirty hitting and
0: dirty hitting.
1: That one they were <laughs> making a statement. That was basically yeah. like the oh welcome to the NHL, hope you survive sure. the experience.
0: Yeah, he's gotta he's gotta go through that though. But they leaned on them
1: hardcore. I mean, yeah. granted, he also has to, you know, he has to learn and you know, you try to like, you know, prepare for these kind of things. Hey,
0: he bounced back. He got he, re-
1: he got back up. He was out for what, a game?
0: Did Not he? even, no. He only missed, like, uh, didn't he only miss a few shifts? Didn't he come out for the next period?
1: That's right, he did. Okay, yeah. I'm from... No, no we'll harm, no foul. Okay. Well, no, there's still some foul, but I'm not. I'm trying. I'm trying to meet you halfway, but I can't go. Listen, all the
0: way. I'm a Scott Stevens fan, so
1: <laughs> no, it's only dirty when another team I does can't it.
0: Criticize someone else's hitting—that would be ridiculous.
1: <laughs> no, we're going to because what have we, as New Jersey natives, what have we ever been on the right side of beef?
0: <laughs> I mean, Scott Stevens nearly murdered multiple people in his career. Yes, but he did I, it
1: for the cause, for the team.
0: Not even injured. He's straight out like nearly murdered people. <laughs> (laughs) They almost died. (laughs) It's it's not even like going after the knees. Like, that's dirty. You know, if there are people out there who don't know what we're talking about, you should go on YouTube and search Scott Stevens' top 10 hits. Oh, I'm going to be horrified. You'll be horrified.
1: Because they're terrible. But yet, that's my team. So you tend to look the other way.
0: If you know anyone who's ever suffered a head injury, I don't know if you should really watch that because they don't just show the hit. They show like the player afterwards, like yeah. wobbling around, like not knowing where they are. And it's it's scary. It's very scary.
1: But, you know, as a Devils fan and someone who's not really super fond of like, let's say, the Flyers or most of the things, but for a minute, you know, I couldn't help but love, even though I'm terrified of him, Gritty. It was like, okay, this is kind of amusing. <laughs> <laughs> but it came the other way, where it's just kind of like, all right, that's enough, Mr. Gritty. <laughs>
0: no, I love Gritty. I love him, Gritty. Right now, if I can promote a, uh, a comic con, I believe this weekend, as we speak, he's at the uh, the Great Allentown Comic Con, <laughs> signing <laughs> what? autographs. I mean, he's a guest. Yeah, Gritty.
1: Wait, he's a like a featured guest. Yeah. That is the weird, and this is how I know that in 2016 we enter some sort of Twilight realm. (laughs) Because can you imagine going to a comic show where being like, I don't know, Joe yeah, Eric Schultz, um, I don't know, some famous creator who I can't think of right now. But you see, and maybe like a couple of people from like Star Trek, Next Generation, you know, some big like sci-fi. Sure. And a very creepy hockey mascot is on that same list of comic creators and like wrestlers and you yeah. know sci-fi celebrities.
0: It's kind of silly because anybody can be in that suit. You don't know if that's the gritty. It <laughs> could just be the gritty I suit. Even, I don't even think. Don't <laughs> think is it there is. one gritty? <laughs> is, are there multiple gritties? We don't know. Like that's awesome. Like, we don't know who's the gritty that's at in Allentown right now. I don't know. Is it the same gritty that was at the Another game? Another hot take. The original no hockey,
1: The original Grady doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> what?
1: The original Grady didn't exist.
0: It's just not the same guy it's anymore? not the same guy. They fired him after one season? No, it's like,
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like comic books. You know, it's like eventually someone else takes on the mantle. <laughs> you know, one day some guy, like he's riding a Zamboni and like he accidentally hits the original guy. Well, but, you know, last some- season
0: ended and we started this season again. So it's like starting over with a new number one. It could be anybody. We don't know who the creators are. Is that
1: maybe why people like him? Because remember, that's the whole thing Stan Lee always said about Spider-Man. It could be anybody under the mask. And maybe that's the (laughs) message. Anybody could be Gritty. But it's
0: not anybody. It's Peter Parker. (laughs) Gritty could literally be anybody. (laughs) We would never know the difference. We're breaking new
1: ground. It's like, who is Gritty? Unmask yourself.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's my theory. There's multiple Gritties. I'm going to say it right now.
1: Like, uh, throughout the world. Like, they're actually just, it's a franchise. They're farming them out. No,
0: there's one suit.
1: Oh, okay, there's different a- guys,
0: a- different guys wearing it. Okay. There's no one gritty. Gritty is the suit.
1: But who was the original? But who's the
0: man or woman?
1: That's what I want to do on this behind podcast.
0: Behind the gritty.
1: <laughs> I want to talk to the original gritty.
0: They never I hope they always keep his identity secret. Always. That'll be the greatest thing ever. Like I don't want to see any interview with Gritty if there are any out there. I hope that Thanos snaps his fingers. Or, (laughs) Gritty. I want Gritty to always just be gritty. Not meet Gritty, John Hughes. (laughs) No, I don't want Gritty to have a name. I want Gritty to be gritty. (laughs) That's it. Or, whether there's no. I want Gritty to run for president. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right joe
0: oh they're kicking you out i think i
1: think you got the red right light on us
0: oh my gosh they're playing they're playing you out the music like the oscars <laughs> oh
1: my gosh but joe thank you so much man <laughs> i mean i'll be talking to you of course you know once we wrapped up but thank you so much for sure. taking the time out and chatting
0: oh my pleasure
1: um but before we go i know we hit on the course your stuff but real quick just let everyone know where they can of course find your comics interact with you Oh, sure
0: plug it up all right um at twitter uh at joe Caramagna. It's a difficult name to spell, so just, like, crack open one of your comics and <laughs> look at it. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook, like I said. I'm on Instagram, Joe Caramagna. And I currently have a Frozen miniseries that just launched, Frozen True Treasures. Uh, the first issue just came out this week. Look for issue number two in about four weeks. And in February, I have a uh, new DuckTales coming out. Um, I'll break news right now. It's my last issue of DuckTales. Aww. So go buy it, please. Sell huge numbers of it in February. And uh, Big Hero 6 over the next couple months, issues 2 and 3.
1: Excellent. Joe, thank you so much. And, of course, thank you for Jeff and the staff at Eastside Mag's local comic shop day here. So we're going to have some fun and hang out. But that'll do it for this episode of Adrian Has Issues. And we will see you next issue. Bye-bye. great podcasts? Visit AdrianHasIssues.com.